Hey everybody, welcome back to Grounded on this Monday. Uh, welcome to Brandon. I am Craig. So how's it going today? It is good. It's Monday. It's cold. It's cold. It's getting warmer though, right? Yes. Um, I woke up this morning. Frost was on the windshield. Frost was across the grass. But let me ask you a question. Did you see that moon last night? I did. I could see my it coming through my blinds. Goodness. That thing was huge. It was, now I, I, somebody told me that we were supposed to have a meteor shower last night, but I, I, I didn't stay up to watch that if there was. No, I didn't see it either. All right. You good? No, I just got the sneezies. Yeah. You know what? You know why you've got that? Because, um, the fields are getting turned over. Farmers are out in the fields well, and, and I'm clogged up too, man. Not only that, but it's like, it's cold. And then yeah, it's it hot. Cold. And then it's cold. You know, last week it was 84, Sunday. Yesterday, what we get at? We didn't even barely make 50. No, it was. Today's supposed to be 60. Um, but I hear the weekend we're supposed to be back up toward 80 again. So. Yeah. It's all over the place, man. It's the roller coaster. I'm really not hope. excited about the weekend's forecast. It'll be fine. Right for you. No, but you're not you, running you don't a half marathon. You, you don't realize that the weather will change five times before Saturday. It will. Last so last year's Cap City half marathon weather was perfect for runners, not necessarily for spectators. Allie was like freezing. Uh, my kids were in their winter coats, but it was it was really nice because it was like 44 to start off with. There was a gentle mist, and it got up like. High 50s, low 60s, like perfect running weather. Not great for spectating. This year, it's going to start off at 60. Chance of rain, which may help, may be nice as long as it's not like torrential downpours. Going to be up to like, what, mid 70s, I think? That's what I heard. So by the time I'm done running, it shouldn't be out of the 60s. So it yeah. may not be awful. 66% humidity. Right. I would just prefer it to be about 10 degrees cooler. I hear you, man. To run in. I mean, again, it's going to be nice for my family. You know, they don't have to bundle up this year. So. You never know. Might be perfect weather. It could be. Might be 70. Here's the deal. And, and, you know, this, (laughs) this is, you know, we were in our series, Run the Race. And we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But here's the truth with life. So this is. I'm ready. Give me the truth for life. So so this is. So ready. Running wisdom. That is one of those, it's just across the board, just great truth. Control what you can control. Guess what? I can't control the weather. So I just have to go with the flow on that. It's going to be what it's going to be. I can't control it. I can't worry about it. I just need to show up prepared, ready to go for the day and run my best race. That's all there is to it. You know what? Thank you guys for joining us for Grounded. There you go. I love it. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's so true. Is, You're right though. You're right you know, about there's that. There's certain things you, you can control and certain things you can't. You have to run and you, um, you know, you have to compete. You have to run to win. You have to run. You have to endure. Yep. And so getting, you know, running isn't going to be like a cakewalk. No. I mean, never is going to be that way. I mean, anytime you, anytime that you are physically, uh, involved in something yep. or mentally or spiritually, it's not going to be easy. I, I don't understand why sometimes as a Christian, we, we kind of take a step back from everything and we like to go on coast. And I, yeah. you yeah. know, if we approached our jobs or our family life, sometimes the way we approach like God or Christianity mm-hmm. or serving, uh, we we'd probably get fired. It, yeah. And 100% we'd yeah. get fired. No, no doubt about it. So, um, you know, when you're, when you say you're, I like the analogy of the whole, and I'm not a runner as, as, as everybody knows, but I, I like the graphic that we have right. where you see the track and you see the back of the guy's mm-hmm. shoe. And, um, I love that because, um, that is a great, great look of where where we have to go and what we have to do you're never off the track you know right, what i mean right um i you know like i told you this morning i've been reading so much about running and i'm about sick of reading about running so but it's been interesting though because um and you probably know this because you do it and um but anybody that is like uh, what's the big runner the, um, michael is it michael johnson yeah who back in the like the 90s yeah my i was reading Golden something shoes. about him um love, love a, a couple days ago maybe yeah. Saturday, I was reading something about him, and he said that um, even when he wasn't running, he was mentally 
preparing and running. Right. And he was always doing things to get himself on the track and get himself ready. I thought that was a very good analogy for, for you and I as a yep. Christian. Like, um, I'm not sure as a Christian we do that. Right. And right. He said he's constantly, you know, 24 seven. He said, if he's not talking about it, he's thinking about mm-hmm. it. He's, you know, he's eating. He's, uh, everything he does is directed toward that. Exactly. Race. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, you know, I think about that. I think about the weather and like what I was talking about earlier. But the truth is, is that I've put in the work up to this point. Like my body, I've prepared my body the best I can up to this point. And um, I was listening to a podcast on the way in today, and, and the it was a previous Olympic runner, um, mm-hmm. track athlete. And but he was talking about how you know when he showed up to the track, like he didn't get anxiety, he didn't get nervous. He showed up knowing that okay, I've got a job to do, and yeah. my body is ready. Yeah. And and the thing is, is you know you're right. We have to show up ready when it comes to our uh, walking with Jesus, with, yeah. with our relationship with God, with our, our faith. Um, and, and the truth is with that is, you know, you think about that graphic you were talking about and, um, you think about track athletes. Well, there, there's kind of like certain track etiquette, right? And, and I'm not a track athlete, so I don't know this, but I've watched plenty. I've, I've you know, you're talking about Michael Johnson. I loved watching Michael Johnson. I pulled up a video a couple weeks ago of Michael Johnson back when he won those, the double golds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the mm-hmm. one was at 1998, whatever Olympics it was. Right. And, uh, the, that was the year he had the golden shoes. Right. Um, like what 0.5% right. body fat. Yeah. Like the dude was just jacked. And, um, but I showed my kids that video. But you know, you think of those track athletes and they have to start in a certain lane. Right. And they can't get out of that lane until they reach a certain point and then they can all collapse into that, that inside lane. Um, and then they ch- kind of pass everybody as, um, as they can. Right. The same is true for us in our, our walk with God. We have to stay in the lane that he's assigned us, but mm-hmm. too often we want to control that. We want to get in our own lane mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what happens that that's going to trip us up. If, mm-hmm. if you're in the start and you're in starting block number four and you slip in or going around the corner into, into lane number five, there's a good possibility your feet are going to get tangled with the person in lane number five and you're both going to go down. Right. But the same is true for us is, you know, sometimes we just got to stay in the lane that God has assigned us. Right. Exactly. And that's kind of hard sometimes to do. I mean, it's really yeah. hard yeah. Um, to, to do that. So, but, um, so we well, good luck. really like off the top, just, just jumped right into we did running the race. Yeah. What? So yeah. What are we going to talk about now? So, I don't know, but let's talk about coffee because we, uh, we are on our second pot. Uh, I haven't drank that much, but I have drank a little bit. And, um, but we've had so many people wanting coffee this morning. And so here at the, um, we're here to serve Chinook Coffee Shack. Uh, right. we have, uh, we, we started off today with the first pot was, um, Hemisphere House Blend and my shot of espresso was Black Rifles Waking the mm-hmm. Neighbors. That was really about to say good. Waking the Dead. I'm not sure what. Yeah. And so Willie is. was here, not Nelson, but, um, Willie was here. He had a cup of coffee and he, he loves it. And, um, so we went down, we guzzled it, we guzzled it. And, uh, so we ended up, now we're on our second pot and it is called the uh, roadkill, the roadkill coffee from Podunk Holler, South Carolina. And it is the possum coffee. And I did have bones stuck in my teeth. So I think you got all, I didn't get any, I did catch a little bit of hair, hair. Yeah. (laughs) So on this pot of coffee, Anita and Allison, you, me, now we've all had coffee again. So we probably spreading the love today. Mm -hmm. We are doing that, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, good coffee. So, um, how's the Atlanta Braves doing? Braves are doing good. They lost yesterday. I saw, um, I saw Adam Duvall hit, your boy hit a home run last week, so. Did he finally? Yeah. I'll tell you who hit home run, who's been hot. There have been a couple of Braves who've been, who've been hot. Um, Travis Darno hit like four home runs in two games. He hit three in one game, including a grand slam. Um, and Marcelo Zuna. He's been hot. He's like batting over 240-something, I think. Over 240. That's awesome. I mean, sorry, 340-something. I was like, that's awesome, bro. You could hit 240. So. Yeah. Sorry, 340-something. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but... And uh, they're like 14 and something. They're they're first in the NL East. I think the Reds are like 11 and 9 or something like that. Yeah, so. they're not doing awful. Boom. Yeah. It's better than I thought they would be. They, so. they won yesterday. Or 12 beat, and 9. They beat the Angels yesterday. Three to nine. I think they swept the Angels. They did. They swept them. So, what's the Angels record? Not good. And poor Ron Washington is the manager of the Angels. I mean, he should have went somewhere else. He, he should have went to Chicago or he should have went to Milwaukee or something. He should have stayed with the Braves. Was he their third base coach? 
Yes. That's what I thought. And, and he was our infielders coach, dealt, yeah. you know, worked with our infielders. You know, when I interviewed for the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> right. So the Reds are 12 and 9. Yeah, 12 and 9. Angels are 9 and 13. Ooh. And the Braves are 12 and 11. Or sorry, no, the Braves are 14 and 6. The Rangers that just beat us are 12 and 11. Wow. 14 and 6 for the Braves. The uh, defending world champs are 12 and 11. That's crazy. Yep. Texas Rangers, right? Texas Rangers. Yeah. And the Houston Astros are not doing well this year at all. They're like six and fourteen or something. That's dreadful. Yeah, I know the Braves just beat them the other day, and you're like, yeah, but they've got a terrible record. Yeah, they're they're terrible this year. Uh, good for yeah. them. I don't like the Astros. I like the Astros, but you uh, like Dusty Baker. No, I've been an I mean, I've been an Astro fan my whole life. Uh, you know, second, he retired, didn't he? He retired and then took a job in what the Giants, San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. good He's for like him. Some Rove in like the front office, yeah, front office, something, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but he was a Giants manager for yeah ten years or more. So, so the Braves tonight play the worst team in baseball. Is it the White Sox, the Marlins, Marlins? Yeah, is it the one of the worst teams in baseball? They're six and six and seventeen, better than what they were. Braves will probably lose because at one point weren't they like one in eleven? Yeah, they weren't good. So yeah, so they're they've done pretty good. So oh no, the White Sox are three and (laughs) eighteen. They've won three games. Oh my. Oh goodness. Dude, I'm gonna tell you something right now. You and I could just handpick people from RCC and go to Chicago and we could win three games. Guaranteed. Easy. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Oh, we're I mean, gonna have to find somebody else to catch because my, my knees aren't what they used to be. Yeah, we can get um we can get Willie to catch. Perfect. Perfect. Christian. There you go. <laughs> Rockies aren't doing much better. They're five and seventeen. So, um, so besides Anyways. all that, how's it going? It's going good. Life's going well. And yeah. Good day yesterday. And good day yesterday. Great spirit yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, cold, but it was really, oh, yeah. really good. And good class last night. Married, yes. Of the marriage series. So we crazy cycle. Two. Yeah. I love the chatter. I love the, uh, I love the chatter and I love the, um, I love the, uh, the comments and the, mm-hmm. how people are engaged. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I when you start these things, you don't know how engaging that's going to be, but I really, uh, really like that. So if you guys have been coming, uh, thank you guys for coming. Hope you guys come back the next two weeks. Two more and, weeks. Um, thought it was, uh, I love the, how they do the videos because mm-hmm. the videos are engaging. They're, I mean, they yeah. go so quick. I mean, 13 minutes goes by like, it feels like it's like three minutes. Exactly. Yeah. He does a really good job of, you're right, keeping you engaged. Yes. Um, making it applicable making it a little bit funny but really being truthful and, and and at least for me like helping me be introspective of not thinking like oh well yeah my wife needs to hear this but more of like oh wow that right. that so applies to me like i yeah. need to do a better job of that right exactly so um yeah i've really been um i've really been um impressed with everybody and um i think we had like 24 or 26 last mm-hmm. night and um so um several people were gone and um but i just love the discussion and They're i love lost. how love loved how you know when we come back together before we close out just the way people are commenting and you know answering questions and and doing all those things you all right oh yeah just this soundboard is so messed up I wonder why. My daughter was messing with buttons last mm-hmm. night. You got it together now? I don't know. It's just really, I made it look pretty. It really doesn't matter. Our mics are just based off the, the gains at the top, so we got those set. Perfect. But So anyway, good yeah. deal. Yeah. No, it was a good day yesterday. I agree with you. Um thought the spear was good. People were singing. We, had a, we got a new soundboard over last week, and I got that hooked up, and and piped in and ready to go. My wife was, um, you know, who runs sound most of the time was very pleased with that. She said it was much nicer and easier, but for me with it, um, was able to hear the crowd sing so much better in my ears. Right. Cause I've got the, a couple of mics that are dropped through the ceiling that pick mm-hmm. up the crowd, um, responsiveness and was really able to hear the responsiveness of, mm-hmm. of the people, which was really good, you know, singing the songs and singing right. those prayers to yeah. God. So. Yeah, no, yeah, that was, was really good. Really good. Um, I thought it sounded really good and, um, good spirit and, um, a lot of kids and, um, I love the, uh, I love the fact that, um, you, you can just see, I mean, you and I talked about this with Willie this morning that, um, you can just see God doing a turn, a flip, yep. a yep. turnover. Um, and that's, that's good. Um, it, um, it doesn't come without its challenges though, um, cause, um, it is challenging at times, but don't you think that 
um, you know, we're talking about run the race. I mean, every time you jump on the trail or the track or the road or wherever you're going to go, it's challenging. You it know? is. So, yeah. um, you have to, you really have got to keep, you know, your focus. And I think that's the, uh, that, that's the thing. And, um, you know, when you talk about, when you talk about just keeping your focus, um, you know, what do you focus on? You know, do you focus on, you know, your legs? Do you focus on your feet? As you're running the Christian race, we talked about this last week, you, you keep your focus on, on Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's the focus. And I know this is really hard there. I, I've come to the conclusion, and this is just my conclusion, and I could be, wrong but the way i've seen church christians is we have a hard time understanding the holy spirit and we have a hard time understanding and grasping faith Mm -hmm. Uh, because um especially today a lot of people have to see it before they can believe it right and there's a lot of i go back to the old billy graham analogy he's he'll say there's many things about the bible about god about the holy spirit about the cross about the open tomb that i don't understand but god doesn't call me to understand it he calls me to believe in it exactly and so that's that's it that's that's the whole thing and i think when you're in the race you, that's what you have to do you know you have to believe you oh absolutely well, and that's, you know, you think about that too. It goes back to what, you know, Jesus said to, to Peter. Um, you know, he was like, or not Peter, sorry, Thomas. When Thomas finally believed because he saw Jesus and he saw the, mm-hmm. the, you know, the holes in his wrist and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, and Jesus looks at him. He said, blessed are you because you've seen and believed, but even more blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. And that's us. You know, we, we don't see Jesus physically, exactly. visibly, um, but we have, we're still called to believe and have faith. And that's what, you know, faith is. Faith is, is believing in what you cannot see. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean that you still can't see, exactly, see God. Exactly. You 100%. Can. Exactly. And so, um, you know, we were, we talked yesterday about our power, what our fuel source is and wh- where we get that. And, um, I mean, do you agree with this? I mean, do you think we have a hard time? Tapping into the power of the Holy Spirit. I mean, do you have a hard time doing that sometimes? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why is that so difficult? Why, why is it, is it a relinquishing of control? I think so. Is it a faith issue? Is it, um, I don't trust God enough that this is actually true? I mean, literally, what is it? I mean, I think it's for, for me, if I'm going to be honest, I think it's more of the relinquishing of control. Okay. I, I like to be in control because if I'm in control, then I get to dictate how things work out. And is that like a lack of trust though? Sometimes it is, it is for sure. Because if when uh, I'm going to be honest about my part is that when I don't allow the Holy Spirit to supersede my life, mm-hmm. I'll just be really honest about this. I'm actually doubting that God can do what God says he's going to do, or I don't, I, I know God's timing isn't my timing. So right. sometimes I want to rush it. And so, I always get in trouble though when I do that. So I, right? I don't understand why I do that, right? So, um, but I, I think that when we're, when we're looking at, um, you know, when we're looking at the Holy Spirit, he, he is what gives us fuel. And, and I like Dick Beardsley. I, I, I found him. He, he won first place in the inaugural London Marathon in 1981. And, and I told everybody if they want to pull a picture up of him, you can see a picture Look of at him. you. What? Do you know what yesterday was? I do not. It was the TCS London Marathon. How about it? And I, I and I gave that yesterday. How about that? Tell me the Holy Spirit isn't at work. Exactly. Right? He come in second in the Boston Marathon in 1982, but here's what he said, and I, I really like this. And I don't know if he's a Christian or not. I tried to search it, and, and I couldn't find it. But he says, the reason running a marathon or running a long distance is a challenge is because of its duration. Mm. Starting is easy, but a runner needs to refuel if they're going to endure to the end. That's biblical, man. Yep. Yep. And, um, because in Matthew 23, verse 13, it says, the one who what endures, endures. to the end will be saved. Endure. Yeah. And we talked about that the first week. We talked about enduring and, and what that is. And, and I, I, let's be honest about this. Don't you think it's hard to endure? It is. I mean, it's rough. I mean, you're, you're running and, you know, it's like, um, I lift and I go to the gym and I work out and I bicycle and, um, and I, by the way, I biked three days last week. I rode about 30, nice. or 40 miles. It was, it was really nice. nice. And, but the first week, time out, I ran 33. Yeah. The first time out <laughs> was, I'll be honest, it was difficult. It was different, yeah, for um, sure. Because, you know, just haven't done it. But mm-hmm. the second day was easier, third day was easier, and then the rain hit. 
It's like riding a bike. It was just like riding a bike, right? yeah. So, well, you know, I think that's true. You think about, you know, um, Dick Beardsley's quote there. You know, he said starting is easy, but a runner needs to refuel if they're going to endure to the end. You know, and and God is calling us to to pour out, to to serve, to mm-hmm. give, but we also have to. You know, if we're doing that, we have to be refueled. Well, how does that happen? You know, we have to tap into the Holy Spirit. You know, and the same thing's true with running a race. And, you know, he's talking about running a race there. I watched a video the other day of a guy that ran last week on Monday with, uh, at the Boston and he wasn't in the professional field. He was, he was one of the amateur runners. He was cooking there for a while, but around mile 22, I think. Yeah. He collapsed. Um, and passed out. And he woke up in the hospital. He doesn't remember anything. Like his temperature was over 106. Um, he had That's taken, crazy. I don't know. I think he had taken in too much salt. Oh. So he was taking like salt tabs and stuff, but he hadn't taken in enough liquid. So he was Ooh. dehydrated. So his temperature spiked. They had to throw him in a, in a ice bath just Ooh. to get his temperature to come down to keep him from dying. And then, like I said, he doesn't remember any of that. He had passed out completely. Then he woke up in the hospital and, and was recovering. He spent wow. three days in the hospital. Wow. Last week. Oh my. And so, but that, that's so true of you have to refuel because if not, you know, your body can't endure to the end if you don't pour back into it what it needs. Exactly. You know, and God has made our bodies so intricately where, you know, we, we, we need to take on, you know, hydration. And we need to take on some calories and, and all of that stuff. We need salt. We need everything there. You know, but the same is true for us. Like we, we can't expect to continue to, you know, pour out and to give and, and, and to, you know, do everything for, for everybody else and to serve and, and do this and do that. If we're not tapping into the Holy Spirit, if we're not digging into our Bible, if we're not being filled up by God as well. Exactly. 100%. And, um, you know, that is our power source. That that's you know the the electrolyte source. That's the that's the thing that gives you and I the fuel to run our lives. Because the worst thing that you can possibly do as a Christian is run the race of God on your power. Right. And I think we see that a lot. And I think we've all done that. I've done it. I'm sure you've done oh, yeah. it. I'm sure people yep. listening have done it. And you know where that gets you. It gets you nothing. You're hollow. You're worn out. You're like, you want to give up on God, but you, you've already given up on God. It's time exactly. to come back to God. And the truth um, is, is that we can fake that for a bit. You know, we can make it appear like we're doing all of that with God, but mm-hmm. after a while, it's going to be evident that we're not. Exactly. So what I, what I wanted to do yesterday, and, uh, I wanted us to see that, you know, um, you know, where our power source, um, comes from because, um, you know, we were, um, I was talking a little bit about, you know, that Jesus, um, people, when Jesus, before he sent it back into heaven, people witnessed Jesus. There was 500 people that witnessed yep. Jesus. And then Jesus and, um, comes, you know, then in, in, in the upper room when the church first started, there's not 500, but there's 120. Right. And, um, and, and I, and I think it's hard sometimes because there's a lot of witness. There's a lot of people who, who witness Jesus, but there's not a lot of followers who, who want to follow Jesus. Right. And so you and I have to have the power of the Holy Spirit. And I ask a question, uh, it, he gives you power, but the power to do what? And, and I, and I, Simply put is that to give you more than you could ever do on your own. Right. Because you literally cannot do this on your own. I mean, so if you run a marathon and you're, you know, 15 miles in, well, I'm assuming you're going to need some kind of power. You're going to need some kind of refueling at some point. So, Absolutely. Uh, so you're going to either refuel or what's going to happen? You're not going to make it to the end of the race. Right. So, um, when you and I are running, uh, as a spiritual athlete and running this race, uh, there's going to be times that you're going to have to what? Stop and refuel. Yep. You're going to have to, you, <laughs> it's just going to have to happen. Yep. Yep. You, you, you need to do this. So, and I love the, I love the first church in the book of Acts because, um, these folks, they literally turned the world upside down and they showed the power of, um, of Jesus Christ. And in Acts chapter one, verse eight, it, it says, but you're going to receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And and I think the thing that we forget is that when the Holy Spirit is inside of us, yes, he gives you power to do what? To run. 
He gives you power to recharge, but you also have the power to be the be a witness that you're supposed to be. Am I wrong? Yep. You have to be a witness, right? Yep. And this is what I said yesterday. I said you didn't become saved from your sins to become a secret agent. Right. You know, you didn't become uh, uh, saved from your sins and Jesus didn't die on the cross for you to go in the witness protection program. Right. You, exactly. You, you have, you are to be a witness for Jesus Christ. And so, and when I say that, here's what I mean. Your neighborhood, it is your family. It is your job. Um, it's wherever you go, you're to be a witness for Jesus Christ. You're like, well, what does that mean? Yeah, I have to be a witness. Here's, here's what my it job. Means. Huh? To you. I have yeah, to be right? a witness. Yeah. When I, when I say be a witness, like you say, say like to a family member, mm-hmm. um, they're, they're buying in something into the culture. They're buying into something like with well, the LGBTQ or their, you know, gay marriage or whatever. And you just kind of go along to get along. You know, somebody's getting married in your family and they're, it's a same sex marriage or, yep. or whatever. And you're like, well, I'm just going to kind of go to support them. Well, you're not being a witness to Jesus Christ, not in any way, shape, or form, um, because you have the opportunity to speak to them on behalf of Jesus Christ, because if you really believe that the Bible says that, you know, and you can read what the Bible says, not yep. my words, not yep. your words, but those who will go to hell, homosexuals mm-hmm. will go to hell. This is what it says. Mm-hmm. If you truly, honestly believe that... Yep. Then you're gonna you're gonna do everything in your power to right, and you can do it in love. You don't have to be down there throwing. Exactly, you can, you can be an example to them. You can help them work it out. Uh, you can do all those things. But this is what I mean: the the Christian church and the Christian community has literally dropped the ball yep. when it comes to this stuff because I think we're afraid to to be the the, the thumb sticking up. I'm afraid we're gonna we're gonna be singled out. Right, and so we just. Don't do anything. We just kind of go along to get along. Right. And uh, now, oh, phew, I got that over with. Yep. Now I, I got that off my plate. Well, it, I understand that because if you actually, you know, say, hey, I, here's the reason I'm not doing this. And right. I love you. Um, I need for you to, you know, do you believe in God? Because there's a, so many to mm-hmm. go down that road is a difficult road to go down. Right. So I'm just saying it's really hard sometimes for us to do the right thing. Exactly. And so I ask a question, whose program are you operating on today? Because mm. um I um I believe that we are operating on the wrong program because um you know, we live in a world of technology, am I right? Yeah, I mean, you got a little you got a little techie yesterday. Yeah, and I'm not techie at all. At all. You so. explained it well though. You, you, did, you well. did a good job. I did it I did yeah. it I did it the dumb uh I did technology for dummies is what right. I did. I dumbed it down. Yeah. So um so I could understand it. So maybe every I did all right. You did, yeah. Okay, perfect. I, I, I'm honestly, I'm not that deep either. Like yeah, you are, I, I kind of understand it, but not on a deep level. Like yeah, but I mean, you know more people. than I do. I do. Yeah. So, but you know, I asked people. I said, "Do you remember the good old days when we used to use roadmaps?" I mean, you probably don't remember that. Do I do. You? I had an atlas in my car even in college. Did you? Oh yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. So those days, it's really hard to find a good roadmap now. You can't like I. I may have my atlas I over one here. Not too long ago, and it was not a great mo- roadmap. Right. It's like they whittled it down to like. Yeah, it's not. They're not the same because I've I've looked for them McNally, too. The maps were I like, had one. Yeah, they they were, were it barely fit under your seat. Exactly, they were humongous. Yeah, they were humongous, and I loved when you bought like, say, you're going to say like the state of Indiana, mm-hmm. and you bought the entire Indiana map. Yep. This map was huge, mm-hmm. and you'd have to put it out on the hood of your car to look where you're going. It's like AF or A1, you know. And you kind of go, okay, here's where we're going, and right. then you map your way out, and yeah, it was yeah, yeah. Good old days. Exactly. But, um, so yeah, we, ex- I tried to go through the, um, technology thing about, yep. you know, hardware, software, uh, operating and system. OS. OS. Operating OS, system. Yeah. And, um, so basically, um, w- we look at the spiritual side. Our bodies are, are the hardware. Mm-hmm. So what are we operating on? Are we operating on the world's system or are we operating on the system of, of God? And, um, and I think that you and I, um, need to operate on the right system. We can't operate on both. Yeah. Correct. Correct. You can't operate on both. Like for instance, um, my phone would never be able to do something with your phone. Am correct. I right? Correct. Against each other, like on their own. Yeah. They work fine. Yeah. We can text each other. Exactly. But I could not, like, there's no way my stuff could run. No. On. Because they're two different operating systems. Exactly. So, um, but Mine's you and iOS. What's that? iOS. What is that? That's my operating system. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. 
Look at you. iOS dot whatever. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Jesus tell, told us this in John seventeen fourteen through 16. I have given them your word and your world hates and, and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world. This is a very important scripture. He says, um, just as I do not belong to the world, and I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to the world any more than I do. And mm. I, I love that Jesus says, I have given them your what? Your word. It is God's word, because in John seventeen seventeen, Jesus says, make them holy by your truth. Mm-hmm. Teach them your word, which is the truth so i've given them your word and so here's the thing make them holy god by your truth your word is the truth so we're not going to find that anywhere but right. the word of god so we exactly. base everything by the word of god am i wrong mm-hmm. yep. and this is the hard this okay to me this is easy but this is where the this is where it, it's so easy we make it hard right so government says something that goes against god we kind of we don't do anything about it family member says something that goes against god we just don't do anything about it uh, ceo of a company that we work for um we don't do anything about cuz we're right. we're afraid we're afraid we're going to stick out we're afraid we're going to lose our job folks i don't know where it ends yeah. i mean because either we either we stand up like the days of old when Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and all those guys went against the, you know, they went against God. Right. We either do it or we don't. Right. We can't play the line, mm-hmm. and it's too important. And um, I don't know what the ramifications are, but do we? Here's where here's where your belief in God. Do you believe that God's going to take care of you? Right. Because I I think that when you step out on faith and you do something that you don't understand. God is going to step up behind you and yep. he's going to go in front of you and he's going to be around you and he's going to take you to places that you, that you've never been. Right. And, but this is, this is hard because you've got to do it. But the minute you do it and you see God work and he does take care of you, you'll never step out of that again. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Exactly. So, um, Proverbs 35, every word, every word of God proves true. He is a shield to all who come to him for protection. That's a good verse. Very good. Very I good. love that verse. And then Hebrews 4.12 is one of my favorites. And, and you've, we've talked about this over the past couple of years, honestly, of just how alive the the word of God is, you know, where you know right. we you read it. Like and we've talked about, you know, when Allie and I read those back-to-back years through the Bible, um, the second year through, we would talk. And it's like, man, I don't even remember reading this last year. Or we were at a different stage in our life. And so it just, it hit differently. And, and God's word spoke to us differently. Right. But Hebrews 4.12 says, the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Mm-hmm. And that's something that honestly... I don't think people want, Mm-mm. you know, because if it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires, then sometimes it's going to expose the things in our heart mm-hmm. that that goes against God. And we then have to deal with that. And we have to say, you know what? I need to remove that from my life. And sometimes we don't want to. Exactly. Sometimes we want to keep doing what we're going to do. Yeah. I love David in Psalm 119 mm-hmm. verse 11. I, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Right. And I think that we forget that when we sin, it's not necessarily against, against me or you. Somebody else. It's or, against yeah. God. Exactly. Every sin is against God. And when you start thinking about your sin is totally against God and God has already redeemed you of that sin, it almost, it's, it's, it's almost like, why are we doing this? Right. I mean, how stupid is it for mm-hmm. me to keep sinning against God? Um, another verse I love about God's word is First Peter one twenty four and 5. He says, the grass withers and the flowers fades, but the word of God remains forever. Yep. I love that So verse. good. Yeah, it's awesome, isn't it? Yep. So I, I really believe that we have to operate on the right operating system and the operating system we have to operate mm-hmm. is on the word of God. And I think people have a hard time doing that to let God, you know, to run on the program of God's word to, to weigh everything by what God's word says. And I, the thing about it is, is your life and my life and everybody's life listening isn't meant to run on the world's operating system. It is right. a, uh, it's like smoke and mirrors, man. It, it's not going to leave you. It's going to lead you down a path that you don't want to go. Correct. So, um, your power, my power, my fuel source comes from the power of the Holy Spirit. Exactly. 
I like the the quote from Dr. David Jeremiah. I do too. He said, the Holy Spirit wants to convert the words of Scripture into transformed lives and personalities. That was, I read that so fast yesterday, but think about what he just said there. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit wants to convert, meaning the words of Scripture, what? Into your life. Yes. And that's the thing. I think we, you know, I've been guilty of this too. It's like, well, I, I'm going to read my Bible and I read it. It's like, oh, that's good. Just like I, I'd pick up a, a fiction book and read it. Right. Well, no, I read my Bible to transform my life. Yep. But all too often, I just want to read it so I can check that box. Exactly. So I can say I did it, but I don't allow the Holy Spirit to work through the Scripture and to work in my life. And that's what mm-hmm. um, David Jeremiah is saying there. He's like, the Holy Spirit wants to take those words mm-hmm. and convert them into transformed lives, transform personalities. He wants to convert their, those words into a life mm-hmm. that lives for God mm-hmm. in everything you do. Yeah. And that's the thing. Um, you know, we think, oh, yeah, I'm doing good on this. You know, my life is good on on the parts that are good, right? But what about the parts that are not good? Right. What about when God's word tells me that I need to forgive? Do I actually forgive? Mm-hmm. Do I actually turn it over to God? Yep. And if I did turn it over to God, do I have to do it again? Yeah, probably I'm going to have to. So basically, he want, exactly, he wants to convert the words of scripture when it comes to the act of forgiveness into my life that I, that's exactly what I'm doing. And folks, that doesn't come from me. That doesn't come from anybody mm-hmm. else. So that comes directly from the spirit of God working in your life. And that's where you have to turn that over for the fuel source of your life. Because if you don't, would you agree with me? If like unforgiveness. That drains your life. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. talk about draining your life battery mm-hmm. out, right? Oh, my goodness. Second uh, Corinthians 2, verses 10 through 12. Um, I lost my place. Let me read it. Yeah. It was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit, for his spirit searches out everything mm-hmm. and shows us God's deep secrets. No one can know a person's thoughts except that person's own spirit, and no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. Well, that's really good, isn't it? Yeah. That is really good. So I ask a question. How do you know God without relying on his word and his spirit? You just don't. You just can't know God without that. And um, without the power of the Holy Spirit in our life and running on the operating system of God, there's no way we're going to be able to to run this race and do it to the way that we're supposed to do it and be fueled and endure to the end. And, 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 And I think that when we talk a lot about the Holy Spirit, um, I think people think they know the Holy Spirit, right? But I think we're so confused about it because I think what we do is we bring in, um, we bring in our experiences to the Holy Spirit, and then yeah. we try to dictate what the Holy Spirit is. We we put the Holy Spirit, we put God, we put them kind of in a box, yeah, and we put them in a box by just experiences or say um, our church denominations, or we yeah, put them in how we were raised, traditions, or, yeah. or or whatever, and. Um, and I, and I really believe with all my heart that a lot of the stuff that I've seen in the church and even that I've done has been brought in by the way, um, like the Church of Christ had believed mm-hmm. or, or my traditions. And when I started getting older and weighing that out between God and what, right. Well, I realized, well, I was taught wrong. Exactly. I, I was taught wrong on this. This is not right at all. Right. And so I had to, um, I had to look at what God's word, um, had to say. I love Vadi Bakum. He's very good. He says, tradition doesn't explain the power of the Holy Spirit. The Bible, which is the truth, explains the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God. I love that. He's he's God's promise to the church. God is not cornered to a denomination or to a tradition. He is God. And basically what he is saying, uh, when I was listening to this sermon, he says, God is not placed into a nice, comfortable box for you to make yourself feel better about you mm-hmm. and what you're doing. He said, God wants to go out of that box and maybe make where you're not so comfortable about right. you and where he'll get you to do something that you've never done before. And I agree with that one. Hundred percent. Yep. So uh, I, here's what I have come to the conclusion: when we have cornered Jesus into a denomination, or we've cornered God into our traditions, or what we like or what we don't like, we have just limited God. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Ephesians three nineteen and twenty says, "May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to." F- 
understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power. And that word power here is the power of the Holy Spirit that comes from God. Mm. Now, all glory to him who is able through his mighty power, again, the power of the Holy Spirit, that's what Mm -hmm. this power word means, at work within us, and this is the beautiful part of this verse, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. So if you cornered God into a denomination, a tradition, a like, a dislike, it has to be this way, then you are not going to infinitely find out what God can do in your life right. in the Holy Spirit because you have now cornered God and put him into a box. Exactly. So we have to understand that we have this a limitless power that works within us and that comes only through the power of the Holy Spirit and gives us what we need for for this race. And the minute that you and I put God into a tradition or to a denomination, the Holy Spirit ceases to work in our life. Mm-hmm. He's no longer, you've exactly. limited him. Um, I don't know how many times I've heard this before. I don't know if you've heard this. I'm, I'm sure you have. You know, uh, God doesn't work that way anymore. The Holy Spirit doesn't work that way anymore. That right. doesn't happen today. Right. And I've heard this for years, literally heard it for years. And, and I've come to the conclusion, and this is what I believe. If the Holy Spirit is God, and he is, then he doesn't change. Mm-hmm. And if the Holy Spirit can do whatever he wants to do. So if he did something 2,000 years ago, he can still do it today. Am I right? Exactly. Uh, so I think, again, we have limited God for some reason, and I right. don't know why that, that that we have done that. So we have got to allow the power of the God's Holy Spirit to come into our lives, and we've got to allow him to supersede everything that we do or think about. And this is hard because, again, we like we like to control. Right. One hundred percent. Exactly. Um, John fourteen twenty six. Jesus says, "When the when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, mm. He will teach you everything and will remind you of everything that I have told you." Mm-hmm. And so, yesterday I said, "Have you ever, have you ever been going through something in your life? Say something." financially or somebody died or you're not getting along with your spouse or, you know, anything happened in your life and you weren't thinking about a scripture, but all of a sudden the scriptures popped into your mind. Has that ever happened to you? Yes. That it just happened by accident? No, not at all. Well, that was the power of the Holy Spirit, wasn't exactly. it? Because Jesus says in that passage, um, he will teach you everything that I – or remind you mm-hmm. of everything that I've exactly. told you. So you might be out running, taking your run, and there might be something going on in your life, and maybe you nobody knows but you. Right. And all of a sudden, boom, something pops into your mind. Dude, there's the Holy Spirit working in yep. your life. Mm-hmm. That's how the Holy Spirit works. And that's that's an incredible – power source in your right. life because when that happens tell me that doesn't give you a boost of mm-hmm. energy when when he does that in your life so um i mean i don't know why i step out right. of the leading of the holy spirit you know yeah i just don't get it and i think that that can go way deeper even um than just the, you know a verse coming to mind it's like maybe you haven't talked with somebody for quite a while and right. they keep coming to your mind there, there may be a reason for that. Maybe the Holy Spirit saying, "Hey, you need to reach out to that person exactly. and say, "Hey, I was thinking about you. Hope everything's okay. Praying for you." You know, exactly. and, and maybe everything is okay, and you you just need to reach out to that person. Maybe everything's exactly. not okay, and mm-hmm. that's the Holy Spirit's way of saying, "Hey, check on this person. Let's do this, right? Yeah, let's do this." Um, um. Romans fifteen thirteen. Yes, there you go. Sorry, I pray that I God, lost. the source of hope, will uh, fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him, and then you will overflow with confident hope through the power mm-hmm. of who? The Holy, the Holy Spirit. Spirit. You you can't have joy. You can't have peace. You can't have confidence exactly. in anything without the powerful Holy Spirit working in your life. Right. Here's the thing: you can come to church. You can call yourself a Christian. You can do all the stuff that it looks right and it looks mm-hmm. right from from the eyeball. But if you you know 100 percent inside, deep inside, if you got the Holy Spirit in control of you, you right. know. Right. I don't have to tell you. You mm-hmm. already know. You already know that. Yep. And um. I've had people tell me for years, you know, I just wish Jesus was here with me. I just wish I had Jesus right beside me. I just wish Jesus would go to work with me. Wish Jesus would ride with me. I understand that. I get that. But you do have Jesus with you. You do. And that's the thing that, that I just think we're such a, I don't know what the right word is, a tangible people. 
Right. Like we want to see it and touch it. Exactly. Um, but I love Jesus, you know, reminding his disciples because his disciples are like, you know, no, we don't want you to go. It's better for you to stay. Exactly. And, and in John 16, 7, he says, it's best for you that I go away because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I go away, then I will send him to you. And the advocate is the Holy Spirit. Exactly. And so ask the question, how is it better that Jesus is in heaven instead of down here on earth? Because the Bible tells us that Jesus was what was the word and the word was made flesh. He dwelt among us. And so the power of the Holy Spirit was living inside of Jesus Christ. So mm-hmm. he was God. So wherever he went, he took God with him. He took the Holy Spirit with him. And so, but now we have the powerful Holy Spirit. I love Jesus is really his final words, man. Right. In Matthew 28 verses 19 and 20, he says, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching the disciples to obey all the commandments that I've given to you. And I love this. He says, and be sure of this, I am with you always, even till the end of the age. And so he's with you because yes. got, your, his spirit is inside of you. Exactly. Uh, right now, today. So Second um, Corinthians 3.17 says, for the Lord is the spirit, and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is... Freedom. freedom. But here's the thing. I've been in churches and I've been with Christians who there's no freedom. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, they put rules, regulations. They put so many stipulations. They make it so difficult to right. find God and the Holy Spirit. It's like, it's like trying to wade through, you know, sludge or something to try right. to get him. But do you know what the word freedom literally means? It means to kind of, it means to over, throw oppression. Mm. And so yesterday I said, um, you know, that's why the founding fathers, in England, for two reasons, started the United States of America. They wanted religious freedom because they couldn't stand what King George was doing, stuffing right. the Church of England down their throat. And number two was taxation without representation. Well, we got that today too. Exactly, so right. Maybe we need to overthrow again. But anyway, those were the two reasons. Now, if if they didn't win, they would have been swinging from ropes, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they did win, and so they wanted to get out of that um Oppression. So I gave a freedom de- definition yesterday, and it was live without hindrance or restraint. Yep. And I'm really tired sometimes of Christians and churches putting restraints on the Spirit of God right. and what God wants to do. Do you know how many places and churches and people I've been with who have stifled and restrained the Holy Spirit? Yep. Have you ever seen that happen? Yep. It is not fun at all. Um, so I think it's just so important that, you know, we, we just allow the Holy Spirit to take hold of our life and, Mm -hmm. um, take us to where we need to be and have faith enough and trust enough in God that he's going to take me to another level of this race that I could never go to on my own. Right. And, um, I think it's very difficult to do that. Well, and, and also just. For everybody listening to is take a take an assessment. Like, are are we just floating through life? Are we just okay being okay? Or are we right. being intentional? You know, that's what this whole uh, sermon series on run the race is. You know, if you're going to run the race, if you tow the line and you get up to that start line, like you didn't just happen to get there. Mm-mm. Like you made a conscious mm-hmm. effort of okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to be in the race. Mm-hmm. Well, we have. It, as Christ followers, we have to make a conscious effort of saying, hey, every single day, I've got to be in the race. But so often we just kind of float through life and it's like, well, you know, mm-hmm. and what we do is we separate. We separate our, our, you know, our Christian, you know, our church side and our, our worldly side. It's like, well, that's me through the week. And mm-hmm. then I'll go to church on Sundays and I'll think about God. I'll pray at dinner time. Mm-hmm. I'll whatever. It's, there's like no two-faced. separation. We're like two face on Batman. Exactly. It's like one side shows this, one side shows that. Right. Right. It's not that way. Yeah. So make a conscious effort to get in the race. Like you can't get to the start line just by by chance. Like exactly. You, you make a conscious effort to get there, and so the same is true for us in our walk, our run, whatever with God. Right. Um, of you know, let's make a conscious effort, right. and let's give it our mm-hmm. best mm-hmm. because God has given us everything we need. He's given us the fuel. He's given us the power. He's given us the Holy Spirit. You know, we've got the training. Right. We've got his word. Like, there's nothing that we lack. He d- yeah, he doesn't we leave you. We just have you. to tap into it. Exactly. He doesn't leave you open. Right. Like, oh, okay. Hey, enjoy your life. Right. And, um, Good luck. Good luck on your journey. Yeah. No, nah, it's not like that at yeah. all. 
It's not like, but we've made it so difficult. And I love Romans chapter 12 verses one and two. And, um, uh, I, I, I've, I guess through this whole series, um, I've really, um, I've read 11, chapter 11 and 12 yeah. several times. And 11's um, great too, because it, it riddles off really the, you know, it's not pleasant sometimes. It's not. But it reminds us of who we have cheering us on, too. Exactly. But it tells you what they went through. Yeah. And I'm telling you, a lot of Christians in 2024 mm-hmm. would never allow that to oh, happen. Oh, no, not at all. They're going to toe the line. They're going to try to escape. Right. They're going to go. Folks, you need to understand something. You cannot, you cannot, cannot toe the line when it comes to being a Christian. It's right. too much right now because you will. When you toe the line to try to just save yourself, I'm telling you straight up. You really don't believe that there's a judgment coming. You're not living your life that this is serious and this is just something, right. hey, I, it's just something I added on. It's like the Elks Club. Right. This is just one of my clubs I go to. It's my church club, my Elks Club, my school club, my this, my that. No, it's not like that, dude. This is your life. This 100% your life. So Romans 12 verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith. Oh, man, I love this one. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially sin. That so easily tangles us up, tangles up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. And we do this how? By keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and, and perfects, perfects our, our faith. faith. So we, we run this race not on my own. Right. But you run the race on putting your eyes on Jesus Christ and, and allowing the Spirit of God to, to come into your life and direct where, you know, where you need to go and, well, and the more I read that verse, one of my favorite verses, you know, I was showing you before we started, I've got, um, it's called a road ID, where yeah. if, if I end up in the ditch, it's got Allie's number and my mother-in-law's number for somebody to call and say, right. hey, your husband, hey, your son-in-law's dead in the ditch, come pick him up. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but, but I, at the bottom, I had enough room and I put Hebrews 12.1. Um, and, you know, I, I think it's really important for us to, the, the more I read that verse of realizing that, you know, it's not just about running the race, but it's running the race in a way that honors and glorifies God. And how do we do that? We right. strip off everything that slows us down. And what is it specifically says? The sin that so easily entangles us. And so that message and the world's message are completely opposite. The world's saying, hey, you know what? You be you. Right. You know what? Hey, God loves you no matter what. Yeah, so, you know, you've, you've got this, you know, in, in the world, it now doesn't even call it sin. They're like, oh, well, that's just a mistake. Oh, right, that's just right. a, who you are. That's, you can't control that. That's just, that's how God made you. Right. Well, no, that's not true. If you read your Bible, mm-hmm. you know, that's not how God made you. Right. But that is the deception that Satan is sowing into the world of saying, you know, hey, you just continue to live your life the way right. you want to live it. And you just be God wants you to be happy and you just go through life and be happy and and all is good. Well, no, that's not what I read in Hebrews 12. One, it says, right. you know, let us strip off everything that slows us down especially the sin that so easily entangles us. And so that takes some self-reflection of saying, okay, this is an aspect of my life that I have to rid. Mm-hmm. I have to, to to strip it off. I have to get rid of that because it's slowing me down. Mm-hmm. And I have to keep my eyes on the prize. I have to keep my eyes on Jesus Christ right. and, and realize that, you know, in order for me to be a, an effective disciple, I can't have sin in my life. And, and so there are two different messages, you know, that the message that God is wanting us to understand and then the message that Satan through the world mm-hmm. is trying to pull us away mm-hmm. from God's truth. Right. And so we have to, we have to fight against that. Oh, 100% all the time. And it's not easy. No. It's not easy. Running is not easy. I mean, athletics no, is not it's easy. No, it's not. Um, anything you do that exerts your physical body is not easy and, mm-hmm. and running spiritually and doing things yeah. spiritually yeah. and looking at things spiritually is not easy. Mm-hmm. So it's a, uh, it, you can get drained physically and spiritually yeah. and emotionally. Yeah. And so you're, you need more than just you to get through right. what you need to get through. So when the, when the Bible talks about endurance yep. and there's, there's a reason why we need to endure. And, um, so good stuff and hope people are running the race, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, I, um, we got, um, uh, 
you know, this coming Sunday is, um, believe it or not, is week four week of the series. Four. And uh, we're actually going to jump into Matthew chapter seven and get words from Jesus to help us out this week and um, to run the race. And I love this and because mm. uh, this is the, really the tail end of the Sermon on the Mount. Right. I probably shouldn't have done that because I was actually thinking about doing the Sermon on the Mount, but I'll think about that later when it comes comes together. But um, but I um, I, I, I do want to read you a verse because I'm going to use this verse on Sunday. So something to get you thinking about this. Uh, Jesus says this in Matthew seven twenty four. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise like a person who builds his house upon a solid rock. And so let me ask you a question. When you're running the race, um, you want to run on something solid, am I right? You want to run in something where you're finding potholes and holes and surprises and all that because turn ankles, twist ankles, break legs, and, and all that stuff. So I, I love that some Jesus people, is – Some people enjoy that. It's called trail running. Well, that's <laughs> different because you know what you're – you know Exactly. You're, again, yes. it's another, it's another it's a, thing you prepare, prepare for. Prepare for. It's preparation. So he's preparing for that. But if you're not prepared for right. it – Exactly. That's not good, yep. right? So um, so we got to make sure that we do that. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, May 4th, Walk for Life, 930 to 12. May the fourth be with you. Exactly. You can sign up at newpathprc.com and you can get registered or you can contact Molly Nauman. So she'll send you on the right way. Uh, Round Lake, uh, summer camp coming up. They're yep. getting them registered over in the children's department. So slots are filling up quick. Yeah, they are. So you can actually, uh, re- go to, re- you can register online at roundlake.org. And uh, there's a scholarship that there's scholarships. We yep, we have uh, cards available here at the Welcome Center. So before desk. you register, if you didn't get the card with the code, make sure you get that. You can punch that code in, and um, it'll take uh, give you a good size discount. Yes. So, um, also, um, baby bottle campaigns coming up. Starts Mother's Day, ends Father's Day. It's coming up. It's coming up. And, what are we? Three um, weeks. Yeah. So if you uh, if you don't know what that is, this is for the New Path Pregnancy Resource Center. This is the fundraiser, correct? Correct. And where you take a little baby bottle home, you fill it up with change, cash, checks, whatever, and you bring it back. And once it's full, if you want to get another one, you can do that. Some people come back and get another one. Some people take three or four. Um, but it um, it's always a really good um, fundraiser. And um, something else I want to remind you of: don't forget um, RCC's thirtieth. Building anniversary. You know that's coming up, right? That is coming up. Coming up, and we're going to celebrate that on Sunday, November the 24th uh, this year. And 30 years we've been on this side of the building. Can you believe that? That is crazy. And you've been here for half of them. Just about. Almost. So you were like, uh, what, um, 21? When 22? I started? 22? No. I was, so I've been here for, I've been here almost 14 years, so not quite half of them. So, yeah, it's 25, I think. Okay. When I started. 25. Yeah. Just a young pup. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you were. Also, um, pl- uh, shameless plug here. We highlighted the worship and tech ministry over the last two weeks in the Welcome Center. So if you attend RCC and are looking for a place to serve, and you just don't know what that is. Maybe worship and tech is for you, whether that's the stream room, the uh, sound booth with slides or the soundboard. Maybe you can sing. I would love to run the sound on Sunday morning, but I, I work on Sunday mornings. I can't do that. Correct. I'd love to be in the stream room, but I can't. My job doesn't allow me to do that. It I doesn't. can't get here for that. So that means we need other people to step up? Exactly. exactly. So if if that is you, reach out to me. Um, I, I know the soundboard. Um, you said reach out to you. You did. Um, you I know the soundboard like and all of that stuff can seem intimidating, but it's really not that difficult. Um, but we did have a, a few people step up this past that's weekend awesome. and, and say, Hey, I want to help. I want to, I want to serve. And so that's, that's exciting getting, we're going to get those. That's really good. Those guys and girls, uh, involved. And so looking forward to that. Also, if you're listening and you're coming to the crazy cycle Sunday night, uh, make sure just a reminder, bring a wedding photo of yourself, um, and your, and your spouse. This will be fun. It will be fun. This will be good. Everybody's fun. excited to see my hair. Dude. Talked about that last night. Dude, I've totally, I don't even look like the same guy. No, neither do I. Of course, I got married three months after you were born, so. 
there's that. There is that. There's that. So what else? Anything else we got to chat about, talk about before we uh, get out of here? What do, what do you, something going on? We need to, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. I'm going to take it easy this week. Um, trying to, they call it, um, taper. So it's my taper week. I ran 10 yeah. miles Saturday. Tapering too. You are tapering. You've been tapering for a while. Uh-huh. So I ran 10 miles Saturday, uh, pretty, pretty quick for seven of those miles. Um, did some tempo stuff, ran in my race shoes. Um, so got some, um, some mileage, um, under feet with those and, uh, didn't run yesterday, not running today. Probably run a couple miles tomorrow, maybe a couple miles Wednesday, a couple miles Thursday, maybe one. Just kind of shake shake the legs out and everything Friday. And Friday night, I've got a daddy-daughter's dance with uh, Kennedy. Oh, that's fun. So, and I've already told her, it's like, we're not staying the whole time because daddy's got to get to bed. Well, how long can it go for a six-year-old? No, it's... You act like they're going to go to midnight. Seven. No, it's like six to eight. Okay. I was like, dude, I mean, were they going to the wee hours they're, in the morning? They're, it's to- like a, a rodeo deal, and they're going to have a mechanical bull. I'm like, I'm not riding the mechanical oh, that bull. that would be Like, that's all awesome. I need is to try to run a half marathon Saturday with a Come dislocated on. shoulder Jump or something. on that bull, bro, and go. No. Put your, take your cowboy hat and... I don't go have a cowboy it. hat. Give Rick Clark one. I uh, borrow Rick's. One. Yeah, get the black one. That'd look good. You'd like Garth. Clint Black. Clint. Yeah. Just wasting time. Not Garth. Killing Clark's time. Man. He's too liberal for me. Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, I was going to say Tim McGraw, but nah, he's way too liberal. All, yeah. He's, he's, yeah. Clint Black. I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah, not at all. This killing time is killing me. Yeah, I don't remember that song, but yeah. Never perfect. Walk the line. Yeah, it was Clint. Uh huh. So yeah. I'll pull awesome. it up when we're done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good luck with that. Good luck with the daddy daughter dance. That yeah, should be fun. That sounds Kennedy's like excited. Time. Oh, I'm sure she is. She's looking forward to it. I'm sure she is. I've got so. a shirt that looks like a disco ball. And Jordan wouldn't let me wear it last year. Well, Jordan's not in elementary school this year, so Kennedy's like, Yes, you're wearing it. <laughs> completely different. They're just awesome. completely different. That's great. Awesome. It's great. That was great. Oh, so man. any plans for you this week? No, you know, just... it's a frigid week, so you know, I got to knock down another sermon for the end of this message. So, um, yeah. thinking about, uh, uh, thinking, well, while we're sitting here, I was thinking about finishing well. You have to finish well. Yeah, you do. You got to finish. Yeah. Right. Period. You can't stop. You, you can't. Keep going, so you can, you can, but then, yeah, but you can't, but it's not good. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Yeah. You shouldn't. I'll remember that about mile eight because yeah. that's where things Saturday is going to get fun. Not only will. You know, you get about over halfway there, and it's like, uh, still got, you know, what, seven miles to go, six, Uh, five miles to go. But it's like, then that part of the race is pretty hilly. Yeah. Not pretty hilly. I mean, it's nothing compared to the uh, half marathon I ran in Amish country. So, but still, there's, compared to the front half of the course, it's. Was that a girl's run that you happened to get into? Because it was all girls around when I saw those pictures. I didn't see a dude. I saw all girls. When? That Amish um, marathon. Yeah. It's like there was a, like three girls behind you. I didn't see one dude in those pictures. Mm-hmm. Was it a chick's run? It was. Okay. Yeah. They you did pretty well. Me. Yeah, I didn't do bad. Okay. <laughs> so actually, like so so the funny thing is, is I we talked about that. You, t- you Did I tell you? Did I, we talk about this last week? Probably. Probably. My memory's awful and so is yours. But um, you're welcome. God. Like the day after, right? The day after you mentioned that in service about yeah. me getting passed by a girl, yeah. I found her picture on Facebook. I, you, I and saw I showed that. it to you. Yeah. What? Did, what do you? How old do you think she is? Oh, maybe eighteen. That's what I thought. Eighteen, nineteen, maybe at the most. So I can't really tell. But um, what was really weird is the wooden shoes she was wearing, and she still they're called clogs. Yeah, that's what I thought. She was wearing real running shoes. That was the highlight of my race, man. Yeah, I bet it was. It was awesome. That would have been fun to see. Yeah. That'd be awesome. What are you going to do? There's nothing you can do. Just, you gotta, hey, you gotta run your, your best. Had to run my race. Had to run my race. When she passed you, did she look at you and be like, I'm better than you? Just like, sucker. She was like, beep beep. Yeah, pretty much. That's what it felt like. (laughs) Like, that's the best I can remember it. (laughs) The, she's like the road runner going by. So, okay. At least she didn't drop an anvil on my head. That's true. So, when I was younger, speaking of the road runner, I always wanted the coyote just once, just once to, to catch. catch the roadrunner, just to because you know the roadrunner is snarky, cocky, arrogant. 
I just wanted one time. And the poor coyote is, he's like, he what do you call sn- He's cocky, but he has zero brains. He like got the nothing. snot beat out of him. He, every stinking time. Oh. Every stinking time. Like, everything he tried. And the Roadrunner just, man. So am I, did you ever feel that way? Yeah. Did you, did maybe, you like the Roadrunner? I like the Roadrunner. I just wanted the, I just wanted the coyote just one time just to knock just him out. Once. Yeah. Just maybe. One time. I don't know. <laughs> And it's like Elmer Fudd, just one time. I just like to see him get Daffy Dodds. One time. <laughs> Be very quiet. We were hunting wabbits. Exactly. I don't know how we got onto that many. Yeah, I don't know either. I I like Looney Tunes. My my daughter asked me the other day if we could get Boomerang back, which Boomerang you can watch like the Jetsons, the Flintstones, all the Looney oh, Tunes yeah. and stuff like that. I like so the Jetsons. I may have to we may have to get that back. Jetsons are pretty good. They are. Yeah. Meet George Jetson. Yeah. I think we need to get off here. We're starting. To I do too. We're delusional. I, I think the problem is we've had too much coffee. Well, that's we. You gotta have more before we leave. I'm or? done. No, I'm no. done. I'm cut. I need some water. I got a fuel well. <laughs> so there's our tie-in back to the message. But hey, if you're listening, thanks for listening. Um, if you um, are not listening, that means you've dropped off here, which I don't They're blame like, we're, you. We're totally gone. And, uh, so Molly's still listening cause she, she does, but everybody else has probably dropped off of here. I'm glad everybody was able to stay on for our baseball talk. I know Sue and Allison are excited about that. So you're welcome for that. Um, just getting started there. I'm sure there's plenty more around the corner, but Craig, you have a wonderful week. You too. And we will catch everybody next week. Run the race. Well, <laughs>